Welcome to another episode of Ella Marie TV. This episode was previously recorded for my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Ella Marie Terebi, T-E-R-E-B-I. This episode is with Shivali Talati. She is a dancer out of the West Coast who is talking about her experience learning Katak dance, which is a type of traditional Indian dance, and where her videos, which are amazingly beautiful, and I encourage you to go watch, have taken her and what she wants to do for creatives all around the world. Hello, good people. Welcome back to the channel. As always, thank you for supporting by liking, commenting, and sharing these videos. Today, I am bringing you an interview with Shivali Talati, an artist and dancer mixing traditional Indian dances with modern songs. She has captivated us all with her videos, and I am so excited to introduce you all to her. Welcome, Shivali. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited just to sit down and chat and just to talk about some of my experiences because it's been quite a crazy ride thus far. I can't even imagine. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy because I never thought in my wildest dreams that I was talking about something I really just started as a passion, mm -hmm. right? It's just like, I feel like I just need to identify with myself in my own realm. And now I'm here talking to you, which is yeah. just like, so beautiful. So I, I'm super excited. as well. I'm all for it. I love that you've been able to do this. And thank you for sharing it with us, right? I mean, you've seen the responses to it. You've seen the videos. You've seen the subscribers and stuff like that. This is something that, that people want and that they need. Um, so thank you for choosing to do that. Um, wow, that's so sweet. Yay. I feel like I don't deserve those words. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It was definitely... I noticed that as soon as I watched your work. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, where you got into dance, a little bit about that. So my background, I first started dancing when I was five. Okay. So I've been dancing for 22 years. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, and I actually got exposed to it from my mom. Um, when I was younger, she would just like pop me into these dance classes. And it was kind of like, part of it was because she herself had a passion growing up, but she wasn't able to live out her dream. So she right. kind of put my sister and I, I have an older sister. So um, she put us into all these like creative classes and after school programs and all this stuff. And I think at one point I was probably doing like five different types of dance in like wow. after school. I was just so into it. Right. Um, and I primarily have been trained in a form called Gatak. Yep. And how she got into it was in back in her home state in Gujarat, which yep. is where we're from. Um, she saw a performance of a Gatak dancer and from that on, she's like, my daughter has to learn this dance form. Right. And so she just popped us in there. Um, and there's this other dance form called Garba, which is kind of like a worldwide, or not worldwide, Indian folk uh, dance style. And so she also put us in that. And so when I moved to the Bay Area with my family when I was seven, um, the first competition I did was a Garba competition. Yep. And I still remember some of it to this day. Yeah. Like, ingrained in my brain yes um yeah so that's kind of where I got initiated into it and then since then it's just kind of been like my safe space mm. to be honest um I think that I've had like this love-hate relationship with it as well and trying to identify like what type of dancer do I even want to be where do I want to take this like how do I represent who I am in such a traditional manner and mm. um yeah but it's just kind of like a few of my favorite moments that I'm obsessed with is one when you're on stage yeah. and it's like pin drop quiet and you know the music's going to start playing and the spotlight comes on and there's just that minute mm. where it's just like it's just me like this mm. is my 
my moment. So that, that feeling I was yeah. so addicted to. Yeah. Um, but also like when you can, whatever you find that medium where it just shuts your brain off and you have blinders on and you mm. just feel your soul coming alive, like those feelings I'm so addicted to. So that's kind yeah. of like how I got into dance. Like I could dance for hours. Sometimes when I can't sleep at night, this is like my crazy obsession right, side though. Right. So try not to judge me too hard. No, no but judgment. No, like when I can't sleep, I'll pop in my AirPods and yeah. uh, 3 a.m. in the morning, I'm just, just choreographing in my head. Yeah. Just like vibing and getting rid of whatever anxiety that I'm having, especially in the pandemic because I'm a little bit of a control nut. And so something like this is out of my capacity. I have yeah. no idea how to resolve it. And I can't, even if yeah. I want to. Yeah. So that's like my way to just control my emotions and my mind and my space. So that's really how I got into dance. Like just, I don't know. Yeah. My space. Yeah. I always tell dancers, I envy you all because it's literally in your DNA and you can just dance and move your body in a way that I just never could. I not I don't I feel like there's a dancer in every single person and that's the thing though like I feel like if I I were to blast some like really high-paced dance music I'm sure you and I would just be like vibing like right here right now that's right that is right definitely (laughs) yeah yeah totally yeah so I I don't I believe that there's a dancer in every single person (laughs) okay we'll find the dancer in me at some point um (laughs) absolutely I'm so game for that anytime Yeah, I, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to find the dancer in me, maybe even by the end of this interview. So I know oh, there's, <laughs> there's eight major forms of traditional dance. And I know yeah, there's two of them, Garba and Ktuk, but there are other ones. Yeah, so there's a lot. Okay. Um, I personally, I can name the ones that I know off the top of my head, yep. but Garba is actually a folk Got style, it. so it's not classical okay. um you know India is very rich with culture so there's like an abundance amount of variations and styles okay. and things like that but there's a lot so there's Kathak okay. which I do primarily yeah. and then there's Bharatanatyam yep. there's Kuchipudi there's Mohaniyattam there's Odissi um and then there's like some other variations um that I can't recollect at this moment yep. Yep. but there's like there's such a diverse um classical hub there Mm. in India Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because when I first started doing Kathak I was just isolated primarily to the Kathak world Mm. and I wasn't exposed to any of the other Indian classical styles and slowly as like I became more trained we got more opportunities to work with those other classical styles in Indian classical styles in performances and such like that so I got to collaborate with them maybe like four or five times before okay. I started my videos. And then I was like, okay, well, I think it'd be cool to just bring all of India together. Mm. Like, why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found um, through like uh, a fellowship that I had done for dance, I had made some connections of Bharatanatyam dancers, which okay. is the other, other yeah. style of classical dance. And this started this idea of like, let me just ask, like, hey, would, is this something you'd be interested in? And through that like first interaction, I just met so many different other Indian classical artists. Wow. And so we started creating these dance videos that showcase like, I think the most I've done was four of them. Okay. So there's a few videos that have four different Indian classical dance styles, but it was really interesting because we have such different backgrounds and different Mm -hmm. movements, but at the same time, there are moments where you feel like some of them is in more relation to one of the other. Mm -hmm. And it's such a fascinating 
complex to be like, wow, like we all derive from this common yeah. base. Yeah. And then we applied our own like languages to them, our own movements to them. And it was just such a crazy experience to be like, why don't we do this more often? Yeah. You know, yeah. like it was so isolated. Yeah. Um, and so that was like a really cool experience to just be exposed to. And I yeah. actually learned so much about like their art form, which I wasn't really exposed to. Um, not going to lie. Like it wasn't in my mind to go look it up because right. I was just like, let me train in my own thing. Like why, why would I just go research other things? But I'm so glad that I got to do that because it yeah. made me think outside of the box for what I wanted to do. Um, and it's really cool because I think classical music mm -hmm. around the world really like number based. Yeah. So if you were to give someone like an eight count, which is mm -hmm. like one, two, three, eight count. And it's so funny. Everyone, if you were to say any dancer, or musician, if you go five, six, seven, eight, they yep. know to start right after eight, right? Like yep. one, like the whole world knows that. Yep. And I think yep. it's so fascinating. And like, from that idea, I was like, why don't we collaborate more with everybody else? So that's kind of like I, what I'm trying to do. I love it because I'm <laughs> all about collaborations and all about, you know, everyone coming together to work towards the same sort of common goal, right? And when you see those similarities between the different dances, but the universal language of five, six, seven, eight, right? When you bring that all together, you get something even more amazing than what you already had, right? Um, so I love that you saw that in people and, and uh, dances. Yeah, it's just so cool because there's like in Kuchipudi, they have this plate uh yeah I forget the terminology but it's yep. like so amazing that sometimes they put like a little a water mm -hmm. um base on their head and yep. they're like literally dancing on top of this plate and shifting right. their weight forward right and just such like an intricate and beautiful dance style that I'm so glad that I was exposed to yeah. um and just learned so much about culture and practice and patience and dedication and yeah so Beautiful just to watch people do that so you kind of yeah. you kind of touched on it a little bit and so I wonder if you can dive a little bit deeper into when did you know that this was sort of your calling right that you were supposed to bring all of these dancers together these dancers together um and these cultures together when did you sort of start when was that sort of moment you were like all right this is what we're gonna do oh my god that's a little bit of a complex yeah. uh, story yeah. I, I think that I love my dance style mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. like I think, again, I had some love-hate relationship with that growing up because being super traditional was not the cool thing in school, right? Like being really Desi or South Asian was not the cool mm -hmm. thing. So mm -hmm. I was kind of not ashamed, but I kept that part of my life very to myself. Mm -hmm. um, and then I realized like where it started like speaking to my soul that I was like, I need to keep up with this. Like, this is really important to me. And I think it was right out of undergrad that I didn't know where I was going. I've always been that person that I know what I don't want to do more than I, what I want to do, you know, like by experiencing things, I'm like, I don't want to do this. And they're like, so what do you want to do? I was like, I have no idea. I don't know, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But in my culture, there'd be people who were like, when I was five, I came out and I wanted to be a doctor and now I'm a doctor. And I'm like, that's amazing. But I yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So undergrad I just was like I don't have a job I'm not going to my master's I don't know what I'm doing and I graduated with a BS in psychology from UC Davis so I was yep. like okay well I can't really do anything like in the medical field because I just have a bachelor's in psychology so do I want to go to like a doctorate program a master's program or and then I decided to go um, become a behavioral aid for children okay. 
people on the spectrum. So that's what I did for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I love dancing. So let me just try to do some of these creative videos. So I went to um, that fellowship that I had mentioned earlier. And I just didn't feel like as supported as I wanted to feel as a, as a dancer. And I didn't feel like I identified with a lot of what they were asking me to present. Um, I kind of wanted to present something that genuinely felt like me. Right. Um, so then I was like, okay, let me just start doing these videos. And the first time I did my videos, I had stacked like these storage bins on top of each other. And I took, you know, those old camcorder, like tripod things. So I took one of those, I got a rubber band, I rubber band my iPhone on this thing, put it on these storage bins. And I started like angling it in like weird places trying to figure out. And then I spent like eight hours on iMovie trying to put up this like first video of mine. Um, and then like slowly, I guess what had happened was people just started coming to me of like, there's such a need for this, like keep going. Like, you know, we, we look up to you for what you're doing, which is yeah. such a crazy experience for me being like, I just want to feel like me yeah. to have these people that were like, no, keep going, like yeah. keep doing it. And I didn't have that before. Like people mm -hmm. used to tell me like, stop, you know, messing around, don't waste your time, like focus on getting a job and getting your master's and getting married and like all these things. And it was just frustrating because I was like, this is who I am. And how do I explain it to somebody that doesn't understand that need to be creative, you know, like that, that passion, like I have to do this. Otherwise I feel like I don't exist. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah. I think that moment of realizing like this place is just where I'm meant to be and people supporting me through it. And those people that had once said, Hey, you know, stop, like focus on what you need to do and career and getting married and all those things. Yeah if I hadn't posted for a while, they would come up to me or message me and be like, hey, you haven't posted in a while. Like, are you okay? Mm. Like, we miss, we miss your content. Um, and that just reassured me where, yeah, it just reassured me that it was like, what I do transcends more than the people that feel like me. Like it changes perspectives of people who don't even understand that that's something they were not exposed to or they're missing. And I just love that. Like, even if I could just change one person's perspective, yeah. then I know that this whole thing had purpose. And Isn't I think it that amazing was how when you start to open up to your gift and you start to share it with the universe that everything else opens up? Like, people yeah. you don't even know start reaching out to you and telling you, yes. like, oh, my gosh, I love your work. Like, da-da-da-da, thank you for making this, right? Like, that's so so affirming and validating, um, especially oh. after, after being, you know, and when you were younger, here and sort of keeping that side of yourself, you know, inside, right into yourself. Um, so I love that. I love that you were able to to share it because we are. We're very grateful to see it, and we're grateful that that you brought it to to the world because it was needed. Um, Thank you. And you, you see that now. Speaking oh of God. these videos, you touched a little bit on um, the production, the early stage productions. Um, but what yeah. goes into a video now? What are you? I mean, you have music, you have different cameras, you have photographers with dancers can you walk us through sort of what goes through a Estalati production <laughs> nowadays um to be honest it's kind of a chaotic mess I'm not gonna lie yep, on the back yep, end it yep. looks like oh clean and totally it looks great but I'm like I'm the sole person of everything minus the cinematography which one of my friends helps me because honestly if someone gave me a camera I'd be like is this thing on like does this turn around like what is this how do you, you know about like, like I have no idea great. so he helped with all of that which is so amazing um but basically what what it starts as is like i 
am obsessed with listening to music. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I listen to all types of music. Now, if you ask me like who my favorite rap artist is, I probably would not be able to tell you to be honest, because yeah. I just listen and I don't pay attention to who's singing. I just float into the music universe. And yeah. when I find something that speaks to me, I will listen to it on repeat for a day, for a week, and my mind will just go into this choreography mode. Mm. And then from that comes a concept. So like when I hear a song that resonates with me somehow, I feel like, okay, what am I feeling? Mm. Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling empowered? Am I feeling frustrated? Am I, whatever that emotion is, that becomes a concept I wanna deliver through my video. It's like, what emotion do I wanna say? What story do I wanna say? Yeah. Um, and when I have that story, then I think of like, okay, who can I have? to help create that story. Is it a solo story? Is it a group story? Um, and then from that comes the choreography. So then I meet up with the fellow dancers, if there are any, mm -hmm. and I'm okay, this is like the feel, this is the angle that I want. This is the, the concept that I'm going for. And we just all kind of like workshop and we bring all of our skills together. And we just kind of really, it's like, um, you know how people have campfire? Yeah. Like yeah. conversation. Like a jam like session we, kind of, yeah. Yeah, like jam sessions, exactly. So we'll just come together and we'll have like a jam session, yeah. but for that specific piece. So like I'll, I won't ever be in a place of like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what we're going to do. Mm. I usually I'm like, you know, what are you feeling in this story? Or like when from your classical background, how would you depict this? Right. So like, let's say I would say, oh, like, you know, I'm going to show a flower. This is flower. Yeah. If I show oh. a flower um like how would you interact with that flower and then right. from their classical side they'd be like oh like I could do like the bees or I could do like the trees or something like that yeah. and so it's just really like let's bring our skills together and develop this concept yeah. and then it just comes like costume and location and then we just kind of put it all together yeah. and Gary, there's not been a single production that hasn't had issues okay. like every single yeah. one has, <laughs> there's always something like absolutely yeah. crazy there's this yeah. one shoot that we were supposed to film indoors, but the studio was closed. So last minute we were like, you know what? We're just gonna go to this random parking lot near an airport and we're going to film. And we just filmed, it was a one take. So literally just re-kept filming that three minute over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. And then that one has become one of the most like viewed videos, but it wasn't even supposed to be outdoors. And it was just such a crazy experience, it. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, obsessed with that like people yeah. are always like how do you guys just figure it out and it's like we don't yeah <laughs> you know it's just like we all just love what we do so much that we just understand that it might not be how we envisioned but we're going to do our best we're going to create some content that we're in love with and that's really what's important yeah so and the experience you know <laughs> one of the things that I've learned just in my life is just you have to be flexible and adaptable Right, you just have to yes. deal and roll with the punches, right? And so if it's not the space that you thought it was going to be, you just shift to another space, right? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And I, like one time, some one of the girls, like her car was hit, like oh in an accident gosh. or something. And wow. we were like, okay. And she was like, I have to go to a flight in like two hours. And she ended up moving her flight wow. so that she could deal with everything and do this shoot. And I was like, I am so just blown away with how dedicated and how important this is for some people and it's just like surreal but those are the memories that you're going to remember forever right it's not even about like how many views you get it's like oh my god remember when we created that video and that stuff happened like oh my goodness definitely <laughs> your flight just to be in the video love it 
Um, yeah, and oh, yeah. this is a crazy story, yeah. but um, I think it might be one of your next questions about mask off. Okay, yep. You want next yep. one? Okay, so let me tell you the craziest story about um, filming mask off, and then okay. I'll tell you like what the what the um, image or the story behind that one was. But basically, that morning, yeah. so the night before we filmed mask off, we were hanging out in preparation for filming another video that same morning. Okay. So, so mask off filmed that night. Filmed two that day. Yeah, it was insane. So. Yeah. But the night before, we were up to like 1 a.m. just hanging out and just talking about like our experiences in the creative world and, you know, just really having a good time being around each other. And we went to sleep. We woke up at 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. We drove two hours to our location. We filmed at 6. Yeah, seriously, sleep. We 6 a.m. outdoors near a beach. So it was really cold, super cold. And we get there and like we realize that we're sinking in the sand. Like literally. So our dance did not even live up to what we had choreographed. And oh, it was a one take and we had to do like it was just such a mess. And like we would pick up the sand and when we're trying to like dance on the sand, we would just right. like, you know, fall oh, <laughs> or like slip and like it was just like really, really chaotic. And we were yeah. so tired just like lugging all this sand with us while we're right. trying to dance three hours of sleep and like right. so then we finally finished around like ten and we drove back. And we ate, and then my videographer and I were like, okay, we need to nap. So then we napped, we woke up, and then we created, we finished creating the set for Mask Off. Okay. And we yeah. started filming Mask Off at 8 p.m. And then we drove an hour to North San Francisco, and we filmed in the middle of that tunnel with cars yeah. coming yeah. at us. Well, okay, so that's what I was trying to figure out is like, what time did you film that? Because there were definitely like no cars there really late but um we finished filming at 2 a.m in the morning drove back home went to sleep and had work the next day (laughs) like so i'm not even surprised because this is what happens when your passion drives you you wake up at all hours you are ready to go at any minute right like you are dedicated to getting that shot to doing what you gotta (laughs) do but it does sound insane when you talk about it right it sounds like (laughs) I'm sorry. So you didn't sleep for 48 hours, pretty much, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Drove multiple times, multiple hours, <laughs> built a whole set, right? Um, but then, yeah. but it was worth it, right? Because then it does.